Hey, this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. This morning, thank you, worship team. So, last week I started this series called Pray First with a question. That question was, what is prayer? Because I really believe that the concept of prayer is something that we have sort of misunderstood or mishandled or maybe made it too uh, mystic, you know, and uh, not really understand what prayer is. And I tried to put it as simply or as simple as possible, all right? And, uh, and prayer is a conversation with God. When you get down to it, all right, is you talking to God and giving time for God to talk back to you, all right? I've never seen somebody have a conversation with another person and only one party does the talking, all right? There's a dialogue. There's a conversation. And I really believe the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. A lot of times God says, all right, now is my turn, my time to talk to you. But once we say our amen, we're gone. And sometimes we don't give time for God to answer back or respond. So I really believe we speak to the Lord. We let him know what's going on and then just sit there a while, you know, and just just let him speak to your heart through the Holy Spirit or maybe he's on the word of God, you know. Uh, it, he, he will speak to us. And, and last week I gave a message called Creating a Lifestyle of Prayer. And if you didn't get to see that, all right, you could go to our YouTube channel, Numa Church Miami, and you could see it there. And uh, I spoke different things that we could put into practice, practical things, guys, all right, of creating a lifestyle of prayer. Now, today... I want to share a message that has really been brewing in my heart for some time. Even with the topic that I said we're going to be handling during these 21 days of prayer of, you know, trusting in, in Christ, trusting in the Lord. Today I've titled the message, When Prayer Doesn't Seem to Work. When Prayer Doesn't Seem to Work, okay? I think that we've all been in a place, in a certain moment in our lives where we've been, Lord, I'm here and I'm praying. Are you listening? Hello, Lord, I'm here. Hi, remember, I'm your son, you know, I'm your daughter. Are you listening to me, Lord? Do you even care with what's going on in my life? Hello, anybody there? You know, I don't know if that's happened to you, but there's been moments in my life that I, I feel that prayer is not really working. And that's a question that we have as believers, okay? When prayer doesn't seem to work, what happens then? Do I just quit and I stop praying? I'm like, oh, pastor, it's 21 days. I'll just come back, you know, at the end of the month and I'll let this whole time pass. What do you do at that moment? You know, well, I, I want to let you know something that you're not alone. Because a lot of times the enemy wants you to feel that you're alone in that battle. But I want to tell you today, you're watching at home, you're here, that you are not alone. King David in the Bible, whom the Bible says was a man after God's own heart, had his moments where he was even questioning. 
If God was listening, if God was there when he was praying, I want you to come with me to Psalm 13, okay? And we're going to read that psalm. It's not a big psalm, but we're going to start looking at verse 1 through 3, okay? Psalm 13, verse 1 through 3. And look at what David starts saying here, all right? It's going to be up on the screen behind me. Oh, Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul and with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me. Oh Lord my God, restore the sparkle to my eyes or I will die. Okay, I want you guys to pause there for a second before we continue reading. Do you pick up on the desperation behind David in this prayer? Okay, this is not just that cute little prayer, Lord, thank you for this day, and thank you for everything you've given us, and thank you for the... No, that's not what he's doing right there. David is going through a moment of desperation, and he's crying in front of God. And, and, and listen to what he says. He goes, how long will you forget me? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul and with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will the enemy have the upper hand? Four times he says, how long, Lord? Does anybody feel identified in this room with that? How long have, how many of you guys have been praying for something for a long time and still don't see the result and don't even think that your prayer is working? And when that happens, because it seems here that David's prayer hadn't been answered in a long time. And when that happens, you know what, what occurs? Thoughts start to creep in. Thoughts start to come to our heads, to our mind. And, and, and what are those thoughts, Pastor? Well, one of those thoughts is, Oh, God doesn't really care about me. I'm not important to him, you know. Uh, God is allowing all these things to happen, and and he doesn't do anything about it when he can just snap a finger and all of a sudden everything will change. Does he really even bother with me? Does he even care about me? Maybe, Maybe God is not as powerful as they say he is. You know, maybe the enemy is just as powerful and he's, he's holding back what God wants to do in, in my life. And you know what occurs? Your mind starts to play tricks on you. Your mind or your soul will start to speak to you because when there's anguish in your heart, when there's sadness in your heart, let me tell you, every day becomes a heavy day. Every day becomes a heavy day. There's like a weight upon you. And some people even think of what? Of ending it all. You know what? It's not, it's not worth living. Look what, what David says. Restore the sparkle to my eyes or I will die. So he's going through this battle in his soul. Now, I want you guys to come with me to verse 4 and 5. I mean 4 through 6. Don't let my enemies gloat saying, we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. 
and I will sing to the Lord because he is, what? What does it say there? He is good to me. There's three truths that David just spoke here at the end. And that's what I want to share with you here in this message today. I want to share with you three truths that will help you lay a solid foundation, church. You guys that are here, you guys that are watching at home, I want you guys to lay a solid foundation when you go through moments that it seems that your prayer is not working. I want you to have these truths in your heart embedded. Number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. The first truth that will help you when it seems that prayer is not working, one, is trusting in his unfailing love. Trusting in his unfailing love. It's right there on the screen. That's the first thing that David said when he was like sort of recuperating from all these thoughts that were coming in and rushing in, that they rush in like a wave, by the way. They just come like a flood. And David says, hold on, hold on, hold on. I trust in your unfailing love. The question that I have for you this morning, church, is do you really believe that God loves you? Now, honestly, and and in the depths of your heart right in here, that he really, really loves you. Can you trust that he loves you? Because we, we, we need to get to that point where you know, don't get distracted, that's thunder literally, all right? It's about to start raining. And if the lights go out, don't worry, I'm still going to keep preaching, all right? There's been a, quite a couple of things to go on this morning, but I really know that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. Can you really have a certainty in your heart that God has the best in mind for you? Because you need to get to that point. When you're praying and the answer's not coming, can you trust in your heart and say, okay, I'm not saying the answer. Oh man, but I trust in his unfailing love for me. And you could just be still in that and hold on no matter what you're facing in this very moment. I want to tell you that God has the best in mind for you. Okay, and I don't want you to leave this place and think something different. Okay, and if you are here, you're watching and you don't know God as your personal Lord and Savior, you've never trusted Jesus in that kind of relationship. All right, the Bible says that for God so loved, you see, his love for you has always been primary. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him will not die, but have what eternal life. He loves you. And today, you could put your trust in him. And at the end of the service, you've never put your trust in him at that level. I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that. Now, if you've already invited Christ to be your Lord and Savior... And you're ready in that walk and that journey with God. Look what the Bible says in Philippians 1, 4. Look at this. Uh, 1, 6, I'm sorry. Philippians 1, 6. It says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on unto completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Okay, listen to this. 
He who began a good work in you will do what, guys? According to that scripture, he will carry it on to what? To completion. But there's an important phrase there that I actually want to study. Till the day of Jesus Christ. And I was like, what exactly does that mean? What does it mean that the work that he's doing in me is till the date of Jesus Christ? And what I want to tell you, I'm going to put it to you in terms that you could understand. There's a delivery date on the promise that God has made you. There's a delivery date. I'm going to give you an example. Okay. About three months ago, my wife and I went to buy a bed for my daughter. And we were shopping around for a bed. Her bed had broken. Like five people came to my house. They visited, they jumped in the bed, and the bed just cracked. I told her, hey, what in the world's going on? But anyways, we went shopping for a bed. And when we went, we finally found the bed that we wanted. Okay? Listen to this that I'm going to tell you. Okay? It was the beginning of May. You know what they told me? Pay your bed now, but you won't receive it till August. And I was like, what? And they go, everything's delayed because of COVID. I'm like, I need a bed now. No, no, no. In August, you'll get it. You know when we got that bed? This Monday that just passed. I paid for that bed in May. But you know what? There was a certainty that I had that what they had promised us were going to be delivered because what? There was a delivery date that was given to me. By this date, by the 8th, you will have it in your home. And I was like, all right, I better have it at home by the 8th. Well, the Bible says, the Lord says, that he's doing a work in each of our hearts, and he will bring it to completion till the date of Jesus Christ. Oh, he's going to finish what he started in your life. He's going to finish what he started in your life. So when prayer's not working, you could trust in your heart. In his unfailing love for you. In his unfailing love for you. Number two. Write this down. The second truth that you could hold as a foundation. When prayer doesn't seem to be working. What is that truth? Listen to this. Faith that if he's done it before, he will do it again. Faith that if he's done it before... He will do it again. Look what David says in the psalm, and it's so interesting. He says, I will rejoice because you have rescued me. Question, had he already been rescued? No, because he just started the psalm by saying, where are you in the midst of all this? But he says, but you have rescued me. So the question is, has he been rescued or is he going through the anguish and the pain? No, he's going through the anguish and the pain, but he already could say, you know what? You have rescued me because there was faith that he had in his soul because he knew the victories that God had given him in the past. Let me tell you something. If you're here this morning and you're going through a moment where you seem that your prayer is not being answered, I want you to go back and think of the victories that God has already given you. I want you to think at the moment that you were in moments of desperation and God showed up and he got you out of that situation. And even though right now you might not see an answer to prayer, say, Lord, if you did it before, you will do it again. You put your hands together for the Lord this morning. How do I know that? How do I know that? Because look what was David's faith. You want to see his faith in God? 
When he's in front of Goliath, Saul comes in, King Saul. And he goes, hey, you're crazy to go fight against this giant. You're just a boy. You know what David said? The same way that God gave me victory over the lion when he came to steal my sheep. And the same way that God gave me victory over the bear when he came to, and I killed them the same way, I'm going to go ahead and kill this giant that is standing in front of me. What did David say? Oh, I have faith in God because he's done it before. And right now, I not, I, the giant might still be in front of me. Oh, but I know he's going down. Oh, man, I want to walk with that type of faith. I want to have that pep in my step. You know, I want to be like, hey, let's go, man. And that's the way that David was walking. When you don't see what God is doing, and you're praying, and you're like, Lord, are you there? What's really going on? I want to give you a verse right now. That you could just put your stamp on it. You could stand on it. It's going to be a foundation verse. John 5, 17. And highlight this in your Bible. If you're taking notes, write that down and memorize this verse. John 5, 17. Look what it says. And in his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work to this very day. And I too am working. You know what Jesus said? Oh, my father's working. Even though you might not see it, even though you might not see the answer to prayer, my father's working and he's working, I'm working too. I'm doing the work. So that gives me this great confidence that even though I might not see it right now, I know that he's working on my behalf. I know he's working on my behalf. So you know what? Keep praying. Keep praying. Don't stop, even if you're not seeing the answer. And keep trusting. Keep believing. Keep having faith. Don't be shaken. And the third truth that I want to give you this morning. Third truth that I want to give you so that you can have as a solid foundation when prayer is not being answered. Affirm yourself in his goodness. That's what David did here. He affirmed himself in what? In God's goodness. Look what, what the verse says here right at the end. I'm going to go to it real quick because I want to make sure that you see this. He says, and I will sing to the Lord because he's what? He is good to me. I will sing to the Lord. He affirmed himself. He says, Lord, I'm going to keep on singing. I'm going to keep on declaring that you are good to me. Okay? David personalized this. Okay? He, okay, when prayer is not working, you need to understand in your heart that God is a good God. You see, I think that some moments in our lives we, we think, and, and, and these are things that might come to our hearts, you know, that maybe God's a little crazy. God's a little bipolar. You know, and sometimes he wants to hurt me and harm me. And other days, okay, you know, let me fix that, that I did. And I want to do some good. That's not the God that I serve. That's not the God that I know. The God that I know and the God that I serve, he's a good God. He's a good God. I could have trust in his nature. I could trust his nature. He's a good papa. He's a good daddy. You guys understand what I'm telling you? I could come to him. And he's not going to scorn me. He's not going to push me away. I could just come to him because he loves me. 
okay? And he's answered my prayers before, and I know that he is good. But listen, he's not only good, but David said he's good to me. That's important. Because you might say, oh, God is good to such and such person. Oh, God is always good to Head. God is always good to Milton, or God is always good to Espy. But he's never been good to me. No, David said, he's good to me. He's good to me. He personalized it. All right, I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. You know that every week when I dismiss the church or when I'm praying for people in the welcome lounge, I tend to use this phrase and I've caught myself saying it. And it's something that the Holy Spirit just dropped in my heart some time ago when I, when I say, and may goodness and mercy follow you as you leave from this place. As wherever you go, that goodness and mercy will follow you wherever you go. You know who wrote that? David wrote that. And he wrote that in Psalm 23, verse 6. And I want us to look at it. He says the following. Martika worship team could come up already. He goes, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want you to remember when it seems that prayer is not working and it's not being heard. That in your heart you can say, Lord, you are good to me. Because goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. You see, I want you to know something as a son or daughter of God. And I want this to, I, I, I want this to come into your heart right now. You don't need to go after the goodness and you don't have to go after the mercy. You don't need to go after the blessings. I know so many Christians, oh, is that I'm going here because I need to get my blessing. Oh, I'm going over there because I need to go get my blessing. Oh, is that my blessing is waiting for me over there. And you know what? I don't run after a blessing. The Bible says that goodness and mercy will follow me. They will come after me all the days of my life. So these are truths that I'm sharing with you today as I conclude this morning. That as we launch these 21 days of prayer, I want them to sink into your heart so that you could have victory because we're going to launch this journey. And how are you going to pray for 21 days if you don't even think it works? So I needed to get that myth out of the way and say, you know what? This thing works. Okay. And you know what I want to know? I want to know the testimonies that God is going to give in this season. Because you know what? This is going to be a season of answered prayer. This is going to be a season of testimonies. This is going to be a season where people that you're going to invite are going to come. And I'm going to believe it in Jesus' name. And I'm going to trust in his unfailing love. I'm going to have faith that if he's done it before, he will do it again. And you know what? I'm going to say, Lord, you are good. You're a good God. And you're good to me. I want you to close your eyes right there where you're at. This morning, I really believe that the Holy Spirit dropped this in my heart. I didn't prepare for this message. This message came out of my reading in the morning. And the Holy Spirit just started to work this on my heart about three, four weeks ago for this day. 
And here we are. What he dropped in my heart, now I shared it with you. And maybe you're going through a season where you seem that prayer has not been answered and you've gotten frustrated. And maybe you're like David at the beginning of that psalm. Where? 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 Where are you, Lord? What's happening? I want you just to settle your soul for a second right there where you're at. And build your confidence and trust in God. I thank you, Lord. Because you're moving on our behalf. Even though I might not see it right now with my eyes. I grab a hold of you. And your promise. And I grab a hold of your word. And I know, Lord, that your word is as good as gold. There's a delivery date, Lord, on the work that you're doing in my life. Bring it to pass, God. I pray, Lord, that you would embrace me right now. Just tell the Lord that right there where you're at. Embrace me right now with your love, with your arms of mercy and care. In your home, you tell the Lord, Lord, do it in me right now. Say, Lord, I want to renew my trust and my confidence in you. 
Maybe you've been going through one of these drought desert seasons and you're saying, Lord, I'm just going to go and I'm going to believe that you're there and your goodness and your mercy and, and you're here or you're watching at home. I just want you to raise both your hands to heaven. Just raise your hands to heaven. If that's you, you want to renew your trust. You want to renew your confidence in him. Father, in Jesus' name, look at all those people that have their hands raised right now. And Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that this work that you're doing in their hearts, Lord God, of building trust and confidence in you, Lord God, Father, will be upon a solid foundation, Lord. Today, they are declaring, Lord God, that they're going to be certain in their hearts of your goodness. They're going to renew their faith, Lord God, that if you've given them victories and past battles, you're going to give it to them in the new ones, Lord. And Lord, today, they're deciding to trust in your love and your kindness, Lord. So I pray that you would do it in them, Lord God, and that they would see the victory. I know that there's a delivery date on that promise you've made. Do it, Lord. I pray that you would do it in their lives. Right now. In Jesus' name. Now, everybody with their eyes closed, head bowed. If there's anybody here this morning that has not put their faith yet in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, now this is the invitation for you. And today you're watching or you're here and you say, Pastor, I want to go ahead and put my trust in Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus is the only way to the Father. He said it himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I'm not talking to you about a religion or a change of religion. I'm talking to you about a relationship with God the Father through his son Jesus that lived a perfect sinless life to be your perfect sacrifice and my perfect sacrifice on the cross. And if that's you today, you say, Pastor, I want to make that decision. You're watching home or you're here. If you're here, can you raise your hand? And I want to lead you in that prayer. Anybody that has never made this prayer before and today says, Pastor, I want to make this prayer today for the first time. If that's you, can you just shoot your hand up in the air? I'm going to make this prayer in just a second because I know that there's people that are watching as well. But I want to make sure that people that are here are also covered. All right. So I'm going to lead this prayer. And if that's you, with all your heart, you follow me in this moment and you make this prayer with me. You say with me, Lord Jesus, today I invite you into my heart and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for paying the price for my sins. Today I ask you for forgiveness and I ask you that you would take me by the hand into a relationship with my Heavenly Father. I also ask you, Lord, that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit that I may live for the purpose that you have for my life. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen and amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord, church. Come on. Thanks again for listening. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe to our channel and share it with others. Now, for more content from NUMA and to connect with us, visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org. We love you and we hope to connect with you soon.